Spaz Radio time. Did you just take a picture? Yes. Okay. I I I, I thought you were going to play that a little longer. I was nope. uh, taking a uh, a screenshot of something with my okay. phone. Did you, did you get another screenshot there? No, I just needed the one. Okay. <laughs> so we we have uh, the year in review today of 2022, and apparently some sort of uh, some sort of stinky turd that you want to lay in the middle of the room. What? And Gala Truth Bombs. Yes. So we have the, the 2020, well, crypto year in review, right? Yeah. So this is not a gala-based show, but there will be gala content in it since obviously we have a large gala um, fan base as well as uh, we, we do a lot of shows on watching there. right now. I bet we have three gala people watching right now. You think? Maybe. Well, it, it has been the focus <clears throat> of of our lives for the past few years, hollering at them and, and trying to get them, <clears throat> trying, to, trying to help them go the right way, the way of the faz. That's right. <laughs> uh, soon it all will be faz. All your faz <laughs> are belong to us. That is our most... Uh, that's our our motto. Cool. Well, all your faz, you get you it. There's gonna be convince. lots of faz shows. All your faz. <clears throat> it's it's well. So next year we'll have to we'll have to set the goal of having next <coughs> year's year in review be the year in review of crypto, the year in review for gala, and the year in the review of the faz media conglomerate. I, I don't know goal. if I want to set out a roadmap because that limits me. And if, if crypto keeps going <laughs> down, we're going to be begging on the streets for money. We need FazCoin. That's why we have a premium channel, which you missed if, if you're watching Faz Radio right now and you're not a member because it's called Faz Radio Green Room. And I did not fuck with my camera for 20 minutes this time. Yes, and your face is like very white right now barely see yeah it. just that's... turn the brightness down on your computer that would work too man or, or turn the light bit. on in the office that you're at you have the strange blue ethereal light going on all around you that's that's all of my led lights yeah, turn on the big light it's called white balance that's a tv yeah, term but then, <clears throat> you bitch that it makes my head shine i'd rather see your head shine than your whole face be all okay that's worse i told you <laughs> no, no i can no i can see your <laughs> um you, you okay? So you need to get one of those little filters to go that's over terrible. the light. Well, yeah, that's not that bad. No, stop. Okay. Um, so you can get a little little like filter, and, and see, this is why we're doing the Faz Radio Premium, so we could pay for stuff like this, so Titan can have better video than he has right now. See, they just flipped it to me because Titan is looking so embarrassingly bad. Um. <laughs> Now he has, now he's all like red because he has colored LEDs. Oh, he's go back to the red. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, he liked <clears> the red. Not really. It's the but, red light district on Faz Radio. And see how blurry he is. He needs to buy a new camera. Somebody help yeah. help Titan buy a new camera. We have premium for two dollars a month. You know, I I did say this in the <clears> green room. I spent one hundred and fifty dollars on this Jellycomb camera, which was supposed to be top of the line. And as you can see by our broadcast, it's not even close. 
And I buy the uh, the Logitech W310 on Amazon. It's been sold there since 2014 that I'm aware of. It works fine. Just saying. Yeah, that new Logitech is supposed to be pretty good. I might grab that one. We're going to have to show more of me. You're, you're looking all spooky and scary and stuff. This is not the Halloween episode. Spooky, scary skeletons. So, okay. We'll go back so why blue. don't you start like with blue. the year? Uh way back in january back well we're not going to go month by month oh, i mean that that's... that would take us forever we require more money for that <laughs> jesus why everything's always about money with you why why just can't today. you just, just today. talk talk about the cool stuff well, all I'm right waiting for you to talk about the cool so stuff. so beginning uh -huh. of the year right first quarter None of the crap we're dealing with today was even remotely thought of or a possibility, right? So at the beginning of the year, crypto had hit new highs, right? And, and way higher than anybody even thought about. Um, so I, according to the, to the data that I pulled up, it was somewhere around $3 trillion at the beginning of this year is where the total crypto market cap was. Everybody was excited. Everybody's throwing money at anything that moved. Uh, a project could come out and say, hey, we're, we're developing blockchain technology to make three-headed worms. And people would be like, here, please take my money. Um, and they'd, they'd get three-headed uh, worm tokens. And they would then go stake them at whatever worm decks that they created to do it and they'd get 16 percent interest on their three-headed worm token everybody was living the high life and people thought that things were never going to go sideways again <laughs> boy were they wrong until until gary <laughs> gensler dun, dun, well, dun. Wait, so so even back then the economy wasn't in a horrible <laughs> shape right so it, uh, what happened was, taking... was the, Ukraine, the Ukraine war started earlier this year, and that started a long, well, everything just started falling apart after that. And I'm saying that's that's when it began, was the, was the Ukraine war. There's probably a lot of other reasons, because the, the war starts uh, changing, like, uh, logistics around the world. You know, uh, certain certain products are no longer available because I believe Ukraine was the breadbasket of Europe. And now they had to get their their grain from somewhere else. Everybody like the Middle East and Africa had to get their grain from somewhere else. And and of course, then they had provided oil. And I mean, and there was nobody to to provide that stuff. And so, costs went up, shipping went up. There's still that post-COVID hangover. So, it affected a lot of industries, which affected the stock market. And since crypto is associated or, or coupled to the stock market in some way, it, I mean, it, it all just bounced around and affected everything. You know, and then at the same time, the uh, the U.S. federal government is, is going crazy, hard charging against crypto, um, and we we haven't even gotten to FTX yet. So go ahead, you do your thing. No, no. So you know, at that point, um, the economy still didn't look terrible, right? It, it took a hit because of COVID, but it it wasn't like imploding, kind of like it is now. Uh, people were still doing okay financially. The jobs market was in a better place. And these two new tokens started dominating the world, right? UST and Terra Luna. 
And this magical uh, force of stablecoin paired with an algorithmic um, regular token, people were taking their life savings, you know, 60, 80, 100,000, 500,000, and just dumping it into this new stablecoin. And FTX at that point was still on the rise. And if you go back to news articles, uh, SBF was all over the headlines as the you know poster child of the new crypto movement. He was doing everything right. He was creating a wonderful ecosystem for people. Well, he was also going in oh, front my of Congress. Goodness. He was also testifying in front of Congress about you know uh, making things better. Remember? I do. Uh, he was. He had tried to get uh, Congress kickstarted on legislation that made sense, right? And that was a big deal because nobody had really consulted with Congress, so to speak, on, hey, uh, I'm, I'm kind of the expert. Look at what I've been doing. I've built this, this huge powerhouse of an exchange. So I think I have some ideas on how we can regulate this for the entire industry. So um, at that point, Everything was going fantastic, and nobody had any complaints, right? Um, so then the interest rates started rising, and that created a whole lot of problems for a lot of different industries, right? Because in the crypto space, people were getting 10, 12, 14% interest on their staked funds in BlockFi and Nexo and on some of the other smaller DEXs. And... Everybody was so sure that, hey, this is because it's crypto. It's not traditional funds. How can this possibly blow up? I, I put my tokens in there and, you know, they're they're doing whatever they're doing in order to make this, this work out fantastic because I keep getting paid my interest. And things started to go a little bit south when the interest rates started to creep up. Loans started coming due. And that's when we discovered at that point that, hey, maybe the whole reason people could get so much interest is because these institutions were taking those dollars, those customer funds, and loaning them to other institutions to pay their 12% interest. And this was a big giant circle of people just loaning each other money to pay out this interest. You know what that's called? You're on mute. Tell us, tell us. It's called a Ponzi. <laughs> Where you're paying existing people with new new types of money. I kind of like that dark look on you. You're a shadowy super coder that way. Well, that's, oh, so this is not the dark look, but I leave that light off because I don't like lights in my face. I mean, I could do this. How's that? Look like you're wearing a hoodie. There you go. Here, I can make it really kind of dark. So this was the beginning of the end, and, and, and we start moving into summertime, right? <clears throat> so why don't you tell us a little about summertime? Yes, to distract people away from your blurriness. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this camera sucks small. ass. <laughs> I, I don't know what the deal is. Everything was fine until, like, yesterday when you started messing with all your, all your setup. 
no, no, I'm going to blame this on you again because you told me you need a dedicated computer for your FAS radio stuff. So I pulled this computer out, and I've had nothing but trouble ever since. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, what am I supposed to comment on again? What was that? We're, we're, we, we have now seen um, the interest rates rising and these loans coming due, and these companies started to get into financial trouble come summertime so maybe walk us through the blow up and how it affected summertime so this have, was like your thing uh and and i let you go with it you even wrote a script for this and uh should well, i have read the script yeah that would probably be a good idea um since you're supposed to be talking to it's not my show oh, oh right sorry. it's our show so you should be contributing as See, well he doesn't like it when i talk too much and then he starts saying well you don't you're just going to get rid of titan <laughs> and i'm like no this is this is for for both of us and and then and then of course now i want him to talk he's like no you got to talk well talk. okay so so if you want me to have full and fair disclosure i do need to catch up on the chapter so i need you to talk for a little so i can type th some of these chapters in so i don't get lost okay uh, um so so you want to talk about the year in review yes uh summertime things started going south uh i don't know i i didn't pay as close of attention as you did uh, a lot of promised things that were supposed to happen kept getting delayed like that whole flare thing do you remember flare was going to be delivered in like july of, of Oh, I do remember year? that. Yeah, well, it was it was originally slated for like last September. Then they bumped it to the end of the year. Then they bumped it to the spring. Then they bumped it again to the summer. And they, they at least in January, they did come out, I think it was January, with uh, the Songbird. Remember, we, we got uh -huh. into the Songbird. We got that that uh, that distribution, that airdrop. I haven't my Songbird in a long time. I gotta do that yeah, again. you might have lost a few of them then. So okay, so let's see. Are we at the? Uh, we're at US. We're at UST, right? UST and Luna blow up to okay. put further pressure on the industry, and then that's where okay. we're at now. Okay, it was discovered that many centralized exchanges were exchanges were over leveraged in loans and interest bearing accounts, and several firms like Three Arrows Capital started to fail. Um, BlockFi was one of them. Um, later, much later, it was it was found that uh, Genesis Financial that is owned by, uh, not owned by, that, but is working with uh, Gemini. Uh, they did Gemini Earn. Genesis Financial was, was being funded by FTX and uh, also FTX, uh, what was that? Um, this is getting a bit Block later, five? but this, this happened at the time. Yes, thank you. BlockFi was, was being... <laughs> BlockFi started having issues, but before that, they uh, so they went to the, the SEC started going after BlockFi, and BlockFi then had to pay this huge like one hundred million dollar settlement to the SEC. So BlockFi decided that they would change who held their money. Before they were holding it on Gemini or maybe even Genesis Financial, and I remember this at the time. Once they moved off of Gemini, that's when I got out of BlockFi. So they started using FTX. Uh, to hold their money. The reason they did that is because they needed money to pay the SEC, which they didn't have. So they put their money on FTX and FTX gave them the money to pay. Well, then after, and I don't know if, if this money was actually transferred yet or, or what or how that worked, but whatever the case is, when FTX did blow up, 
it took BlockFi with it because every, FTX started insinuating its way into everything. It was it was uh, it was wanting to literally take over the world. <coughs> it was coupling its product with everything. I mean, it, it makes sense. You, you'll get to be a bigger company if you start absorbing things that other companies would do. They just weren't doing it responsibly. And so uh, once FTX started to blow up, um, it slowly dawned on people how much they were actually invested in everything. And that was bad. And that caused a lot of uh, people to doubt crypto and people start pulling out of crypto and people start losing their money in crypto. And then crypto started going down and down and down and down. Well, meanwhile, I, I... meanwhile, on the Crypto Faz Academy Discord, everybody and their fucking brother was saying things like, Gala's going down because Gala sucks. No, the market's going down, people. Gala is bought by people who are by people and bots that, that leverage against everything else. And, and it went down too, just like all the other things. I, I do think that one of the biggest shockers in this whole collapse of the crypto market was people finding out how intertwined all of these different companies were, right? So people go, when, when FTX started to fail or when UST started to fail, people went, oh, okay, so what? There is shit coin, there is shit exchange, you know, let them die. And then all of a sudden you realize, holy shit, these seven other exchanges and, and two other, you know, uh, DEXs and 45 tokens are also a part of this mess. Well, it's kind of like, imagine you're a rich guy and you have like a wife and two kids. And then it comes out that you actually have 47 kids and the wife didn't know about it. That's really what FTX was doing. They, they, so the, so the, the, the dad then there has to support is, is actually supporting all these other kids that we don't know about. And then the dad loses his job. That's basically it. Then all the, all the kids go hungry. Um, FTX was trying to insinuate their way into the government. They're trying to insinuate their way into, you know, buying other exchanges and stuff. And the reason they were doing that was because they had a lot of power. And because they had a lot of power, they were they were thinking that they were on top of the world and could do whatever they wanted. And they so, so they started making a lot of bad over leveraged trades, thinking, wow, if I could just double this one hundred billion dollars I have, you know, then 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 we'll be doing well. So every there's a lot of hubris. Uh, as as the uh, uh, crypto as crypto went up, uh, I thought it was kind of starting to go down before January. Personally, so I I could see a little dip. I did not expect the sheer volume of what actually transpired to happen. I says okay, we'll we'll dip every year, even in the stock market. Right, every year. Over the winter months, things go down, and then come springtime, April, May, they go right back up. It's like this little little valley in the in the hills of life. It, it's just an expected thing. So by January, February, I'm like, okay, no big deal. We're down a little bit. Uh, it'll come back up. There's no problem with that. Um, boy, was I wrong. Right. And I think a lot of us, most of the people, I would guess 90 percent of the people out there didn't think what was actually going to transpire, thought it was possible to even happen. But here we are. And I think I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. So, OK, I think FTX. Well, I, I, 
well, I think FTX failed. They, they would have stayed around longer if not for the Ukraine war. I think the Ukraine war had a lot to do with the world economy and with with uh, with crypto economy, because, again, crypto is very coupled to the stock market. So as the stocks fell, people started moving money to uh, to to make their money safer. They started taking it out of speculative investments like crypto. And then FTX, which had been making all this money on crypto, started, be, you know, getting short. And once they became short and once they, they fell over, then they pulled everybody with them. I thought they had like more companies than Enron as far as how, how they ran things. Um, so like FTX, I think then I hope I'm right. The number that sticks in my head, it was like 135 companies, uh, shell companies that they had created and or bought to be part of their conglomerate of money shifting operations. So the main two were that Alameda and FTX. And when Caroline was arrested, she started, the news had reported she had started throwing Sam under the bus. And there were all kinds of quotes posted that, yeah, we knew what was going on. Uh, we were doing it on purpose. Um, and Sam kept telling me we weren't supposed to be doing this to keep it quiet. But as more and more information came out, we were finding that, for example, uh, they would take customer funds from FTX and loan them to Alameda. Then Sam would go into the Alameda cash of money and he would go and buy like legitimate tokens or legitimate shares in other companies with that loan and then take those those shares and or those tokens and then take and go to a, th a fourth company and buy their stuff with it. So it was just a shell game of all these, all this customer funds. And he thought, well, I've made billions of dollars doing this in the past by getting like little small amounts, 10 million here, 20 million here, and turning it into 50 or 80 million. I, if I do it with bigger numbers, I'll get even bigger results. And the, the problem came in to where when these interest rates rose, worldwide all these loans started coming due well and why did they why did they raise the interest rates let's talk about that part oh my goodness so you and i'll disagree on this you go first as to why you think interest rates rose okay so why this happened why the interest rates went up is because back in oh i don't know 2020 we had a pandemic all around the world and once that happened uh we started having this money crunch the money crunch happened because a lot of people weren't going to work, and so money wasn't being generated, and so then the uh, they they needed to print more money because money started having some low liquidity. Well, they wanted to keep the liquidity up, so they started printing a lot of money. At the same time, the government started giving away money because people couldn't work because they were dying at work or just getting sick, and nobody nobody would. A lot of people were just not at work, and. Uh, so the government started just giving people money, like thousands of dollars. If you have kids, okay, you'll get more money. And, well, this money had to be printed somewhere. We printed over, what, five or seven trillion dollars. The United States alone printed like five or seven trillion dollars just to kind of support our economy through a hard time. And uh, 
what's that? Trump did it for a while. And then I think Biden was, was even doing it for a while. So come 2022, they started to cut that shit off. They're like, okay, look, this is, this is a problem. And so every month they started raising interest rates to slow down the economy. They said that the economy was overheating. And so they're raising interest rates and raising interest rates. That means it's becoming harder to borrow money. They don't want people to borrow money and do speculative bullshit with it. They want people to, uh, to settle all their debts. So it's the government trying to control the economy. Um, this matters with crypto, especially at the same time you're having problems with, with Ukraine limiting supply chains and stuff like that. Uh, you, you have the, the federal government actively trying to shut down uh, the economy doing better. The Republicans probably wouldn't have done that. Uh, the, the the Democrats did it because they that's what they felt like they wanted to do. They, we're not a political show. We're not going to go into why or what, what was better. But the whole point is it was done, and that caused a big problem. It started slowing the economy down so even less money was made, which meant, meant more people took money out of speculative investments because they needed it to, I don't know, run their company because the stock market was going down. Their stock was worth less. And, you know, rinse and repeat. And really quick, since I see the Nerd Node logo has just popped up, we're going to do a little segue. If you're watching this as a recording, you can feel free to move past it, but we won't tell you how far to go. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Nerd Node is, is a sponsor of Faz Radio. And if you have a, uh, uh, a node, say uh, a Gala Games node, or, or I think EVIO, EV.io has nodes now, and uh, Nerd Node will run those nodes for you. Now, you could run them. But uh, these nodes frequently crash sometimes. Actually, I think mine has crashed. I haven't reset it this day. The version of the Gala nodes that are out there right now crashes once a day, and I have to reboot my computer every day. Had I been running my nodes on Nerd Node, then I wouldn't have to reboot my computer. But I'm currently broadcasting Faz Radio, so I can't do that. Nerd Node will do it for you, and for a small amount of money, uh, I think a, just a, a part of the, the money that you would make, uh, they, they guarantee that it will be up. Also, if they have a problem, say, I don't know, they're not running your node for whatever purpose, they'll guarantee the money that you would have gotten or the rewards that you would have gotten for that node. So it's kind of like you can't lose. Uh, anyway, back to our regularly scheduled program. Mr. Mr. Titan, uh, you, may, you may take up where I left off. Money printer went burr. Money printer. So we do agree. No, we don't. So... As you put it, five to seven trillion dollars. I don't think you're far off. I think total it was about that. We agree on was, this part. Was printed, okay, and the American people got fourteen hundred dollars a piece That's times three hundred, three hundred and forty-five million people. And that, well, that's not even true because uh, families sometimes count, sometimes they don't, depending if people are married or divorced. And kids didn't count for that. They had Let's smaller just say amounts given to million. them. Who knows? Go ahead. So, so they got a very small portion of that money that was printed. The rest of it went to special interests and corporations and PPP loans, which the numbers coming out now show that uh, there was fraud like rampant with that. And the, the interest rate raising is a way for the government to reclaim that money, right? So the, there's two ways that the government can get paid back for printing that much money. 
The first way is by charging more in taxes or creating new taxes, right? <laughs> so right now you're taxed to death. Anywhere between 35 and 50% of your money goes to taxes. So that's obviously not enough to make up the difference. So if they raise interest rates, because they're the money creator and they work with the banks and things like that, those interest rates are how they collect that money back. And in order to keep the economy running, it's, it's part of it is the uh, quantitative easing method that they use. And you've heard Jerome Powell, I'm sure, talk about uh, whether it's a good idea or not. Um, it's not, just so you know. Um, the fiat money system with those interest rate increases, what that does is that drains people of available money. So they have to pay more for their house. They have to pay more for any loans they take out for new cars or anything like that. And in response, these car dealerships and any any of the, the homes and everything else, the prices have to have to move because of that. So there's supply and demand on both sides of that. The crypto industry, with people, they see that, that their tokens are going down, so they sell them, which then puts a drain on the crypto industry, and people have to do something with that money. Now, the government, and, and I think, Faz, you were a proponent of that, they offered bonds at like these ridiculously high interest rates. And, well, for the government, ridiculously right. high interest rates. You bought government bonds, right? Yeah, I did buy some. Yeah, they, they, they okay, so whenever you raise interest rates, it not only raises them on, on loans, loans that you take, but it raises them on bonds, too. So uh, I'm sure they have a different number, but they, they both go up at the same time, generally, right? Mm. Depends on it, what they it, want to do. Well, it just yeah, so happens it, that they're both It depends, up. right. So uh, at, the, at the moment, uh, those aren't adding up to what they're supposed to be, right? So typically when, when the economy goes up, the, bond, the bonds and the stocks, they're, they're typically opposite, right? Well, you saw interest rates rise and bond yield rise, which is not the greatest position to be in because at some point they're going to have to fix that because they can't they can't raise interest rates and tighten the amount of money that people have and expect to pay uh, for what the government is very very high interest rates so this pulls the entire drain plug out of the stock market and the crypto industry because people want cash they're afraid of being able to buy groceries or anything else. So they're cashing in what they got, even though it's a loss, and they're trying to harness as much cash as they can get their hands on to survive, right? So this is what you end up with. And the higher the interest rates go, the more people glom onto their cash, the economy then shoots, or not the economy, the uh, inflation rate shoots up to keep pace with that. And while they were telling us the CPI numbers, which is Consumer Price Index, is bullshit numbers, how they come up with it. They had to find a way to not tell people how much the 
inflation really was, so they came up with CPI. And what CPI does is it takes different sectors, right, like food, automobiles, clothing, imports, exports, all these different numbers, and they do an average of how much the cost has gone up or down, and they'll say, okay, over these four sectors, the consumer price index is 6% meaning it went, the prices in those industries went up 6%. Here's the problem, and they call that what our inflation rate is. Um, maybe, maybe I'm going to beat you to the punch, but they, they, change, they also change those uh, indicators that they rely on for the CPI fairly often as well. So it's not like, I mean, they, they might say bread and wheat and oranges or something this, this, this quarter, but then they'll change it for another one. And it's like, you guys don't even have a, a fucking consistent number here, and you're trying to tell us that this is representative of the economy. That's my two cents. Go ahead. Well, you saved me about three minutes in diatribe there. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, of course, they're going to pick the things that are most favorable for them, right? When gas prices were up over $4 a gallon, they certainly weren't going to use the gas numbers as part of that CPI calculation. Now that gas prices have come down, they'll probably start using that number in it. The real rate of inflation, I just did a total shoot from the hip uh, based on my own budget, okay? And for Northeast Ohio, food prices went up a little over 20%. Um, the cost for uh, like regular goods, you know, like toilet paper, toothpaste, all that kind of stuff went up about 10 to 12%. Um, gasoline, it, it damn near doubled f over here. So uh, it's starting to come down a little bit, but things like meat and dairy products and uh, a lot of the things you took for granted, like my, my kids love macaroni and cheese, okay? What kid doesn't like macaroni and cheese, right? So my wife would get them these uh, little macaroni and, and cheese bowls, right? You pop it in the microwave, it makes macaroni and cheese. And she used to get like a four pack of those for, you know, like a dollar twenty, And she spends almost $5 for a four pack now. I mean, it's like stupid. So very long winded story from me here, but see how quick I, I tell things and how long winded he is. That's his yeah. shtick. That's his thing. Well, Just listen so, to him on two X. <laughs> <laughs> producer feel free to mute faz's mic um producer feel free to double <laughs> tighten speed please by the way so, what time of year are we at at this point so that's where i'm moving next so we've had the why the interest rates went up that was a big discussion but it it's to put it into context so i'm not saying faz is wrong i just see it a a different way, right? This bullshit war that we've gotten ourselves involved in has cost trillions of dollars, which is also pulling money out of our economy and putting it somewhere else. Um, it It's tough. It's really, really, really tough. Um, and so as this, as this money printer continues to go with 1.7 trillion that Biden just signed into the other day. What was that? 
Tuesday, Wednesday. He signed the bill that was pushed through Congress for $1.7 trillion as our budget. That's going to put a tremendous strain on 2023. So what, what is it? Is it a – you're talking about his spending plan, the infrastructure bill? Uh, the the spending bill to keep everything running for 2023. So it's a different bill uh, than, the, than the infrastructure plan. Uh, I don't know what the I don't know if they call that the infrastructure or not. Um, last year, 2021, I think. No, it was Biden. No, 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 no. The 1.7 trillion that they just got for the budget for 2023. They just oh, passed that thing. I haven't I haven't kept up. Sorry. Yeah, and it's like it's like crazy. 1.7 trillion. We're already trillions in the hole. So it's going to put a lot of stress on uh, Build Back Better bill. There, Knight helped us out. Um, so uh, they call these bills all kinds of silliness. Um, so it's going to put a lot of pressure on that. So we move into the fall now, right? And so with fall coming, uh, we end up, and I, I clicked off of that. There we go. In, in fall started, we, we realized that a lot of these centralized exchanges Exchanges were over leveraged. Some of them are really starting to contract and pull everything back. We're seeing uh, interest rates dropping as far as what you can earn. These uh, several of the exchanges started locking how much you could take out. It it turned into a very very tenuous situation because it it was discovered that a lot of these centralized exchanges. We're using paper coins and paper tokens, meaning you would go to XYZ exchange, pick your exchange, and you would buy two Bitcoin. And they would credit your account with two Bitcoin, but they wouldn't take the money you deposited and actually buy the Bitcoin at <clears> that <throat> point. So that created a problem when people wanted to withdraw their two Bitcoin because then the exchange went, oh shit, we don't we don't have that Bitcoin. We have to go out and buy it, and that was that was a big problem that was discovered as well. So they were basically using these exchanges as fractionalized reserve systems, just like the government does and the banks do, and things started to get even more tenuous. That that's where you saw the news saying there's like a run on crypto exchanges, right? Because people started seeing this and it was being reported. So more and more people were starting to pull money out of exchanges, which was exacerbating that already ridiculous um, problem that they had with not having custody of the coins they were supposed to have. And it got really bad very quickly. So BlockFi filed bankruptcy. FTX, as you know, uh, blew up. There's several others uh, that have gone down or locked up. As you mentioned, Genesis a little while ago, Gemini's partner with the staking. Um, they owe Gemini $900 million for their customer funds. And these companies are now starting to go back around and saying, hey, can you bail me out? Can you give me you know, $22 billion so that I can, I can make restitution and keep us running. And nobody wants to do that stuff for them anymore after seeing what happened this year. Okay. 
So let's go kill ourselves now because everything's sad. It is sad. Faz, people lost so much money it was not even it's, funny. It's and not just it's not just crypto that this happened. This happened with, with the world economy too. It did. So um, that's it's uh, again I keep saying that crypto is correlated to the stock market. If the stock market's doing well right now, crypto is because crypto is the speculative a- speculative asset. When you have money and you put it into speculative assets and then your money dries up, you start cashing in your speculative assets, whether it was a good idea or not. That's why crypto is going down. It's still yet to come into its own. And if anything, this this winter kind of illuminates how many people are actually keeping or can afford to hold on to their crypto. Going to town with that with that little smoke machine, aren't you? I I vape like a fiend. Yes, I am a nicotine whore. Uh, there is no doubt about it. And it's been almost nine years now since I got off the cigarettes. And uh, I'm in much better health. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I, I can't seem to get rid of the nicotine. I just can't do it. I've tried tr- over and over again. So um, we move into the end of the year here. And we're in Q4 now. We've been suffering uh, pretty much all year. First, it was a slow suffer, just like somebody, you know, tweaking at your nails. In the summertime, they ripped our nails out. And come third and fourth quarter here, they're busting our knuckles with a sledgehammer. All right. So we've gotten to this point. And what we're seeing now is... A lot of a lot of other countries out there have moved away from the world of crypto and are kind of moving into the Bitcoin realm, right? There's a, a very, very, very dark black line that separates crypto from Bitcoin. And there's companies like Brazil and El Salvador who have made uh, Bitcoin as legal tender in their countries. Uh, Several others are on the cusp of it. But it seems like the the crypto industry has has to give itself a reason to exist at this point, right? A lot of these scams and these frauds and everything else have exposed themselves. And that's not the type of crypto environment that people imagined when they got into it two, three, four years ago. They expected this to be a self-regulating space to where uh, these legitimate projects were coming out to make a difference that was supposed to be better for the world. And there were a lot of bad actors, unfortunately, who took advantage of the non-regulated aspect of this industry and have turned it into a a complete shit show, I think, at this point. So you have to be very careful when you go forward looking at what crypto projects are actually legitimate and building something good that could turn into something fantastic for everyone and separate it from the hype and the, the scammy, just going nowhere kind of tokens that anybody, literally anybody, can go issue. So when when I look at it, I look at where 
where are they going to go? What are they? What problem are they trying to solve? And are they going to be a decentralized entity or are they going to be essentially a traditional company just using crypto buzzwords to get people to drop money into them? That's how you got to look at it. I, I don't know if, if your opinion is the same on what to be looking for as we go into the end of the year here. If you're talking, you're muted. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. So so what is your game plan then for coming out in 2023 with what you're going to be looking at to put money into? At the moment, I'm not putting money into anything. Um, I'm having to live off my money. Um, so, no, I'm – I mean, if, if I had some extra money, uh, there's there's a lot of coins – out there to buy there's uh i i still think crypto gaming is going to be doing really well um i do think that there is going to be some sort of well the sec would have you believe that there's going to be a a what do they call it uh where, where, where they where they where they completely just wipe everybody out um as the SEC wants to come in at a, a reckoning. I think there's going to be a great reckoning that the SEC would really like to have, would like to do. I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, the infrastructure bill, unfortunately, is going to enable this re reckoning as of the as of 2023. Uh, I believe you cannot do wash sales anymore uh, as of January 2023, or at least. Um, it's not clearly defined, but the but the language uh, in the infrastructure bill, which we should probably post somewhere. We actually have a crypto. Uh, we we actually have a, a FAS radio uh, episode on the infrastructure bill. So I believe the infrastructure bill does not allow you to do wash sales after January 2023. Where are you going, Mr. Titan? Is that your pee bag? What is that? Oh, it's a water bottle. <laughs> No, I had to get another water. All that talking made me thirsty. Um, so I think the SEC wants to come in and, and really move things around. Uh, the crypto lobby is starting to fight back a little bit, and uh, it seems that the Republican senators are, are trying to lead that charge, a weak charge, against the, uh, the, SEC, the SEC's regulation of crypto. The SEC seems at the moment to be all over stable coins and centralized exchanges but i think they'll come to game come for games next um they they also seem to be going after hollywood stars that have, have promoted crypto which means really what they're saying is they don't want you and me to buy crypto because they don't want to see our we they, they want us to be scared by their favorite influencer getting sued <coughs> i don't think you're wrong there at all um i think that was the reason they went after a lot of those people they want they want people to be so afraid of crypto they, that they're not going to put their money into it. They've lost hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars in the stock market because people are taking the money out of the stock market and putting it in crypto. That's a huge problem. Um, so, of course, they're going to protect their own self-interest, which is the banking industry. And the banks are going to have to figure out how to make themselves relevant in a space that doesn't need them anymore. 
So that's going to be a challenge. And of course, you have your, your government entities who want to help them and put them in a great position to do just that. So I expect to see a lot of regulations that are going to, going to quote, require um, banks to be involved somehow, either as a custodian or possibly as a pass-through entity to, quote, verify transactions. I could see them trying some of that kind of silliness just to try and keep them relevant. Um, I did bump into a great article um, while I was doing some research for this show. And if our awesome producer could put up the Simply Learn article that I bumped into, that would be wonderful. I'd like to go through a, a few of those if possible, because I think it's really relevant going forward. Let's see here. Why don't you keep talking until that happens? Wait, wait, I see something. Yep, I did too. Let me let me add, click on that. Add to stream. Woohoo! Okay, good. Uh, can we got to change this? Where to go? Whoops. Where to go? There it is. There we go. Hey. <laughs> okay, full screen All right. and everything. I like that. Yeah, All I right. like this. So, uh, while I, I'm not going to say this is the gospel, okay, I thought it was a really good article to pull some nuggets out of, though. Crypto prediction one, we're heading for a crash or an exciting climb. A lot more investors will adopt Bitcoin. This is what I was alluding to a few minutes ago. The, the consensus seems to be that, that Bitcoin does need to be separated from crypto. Countries really? are adopting, well, countries are, are adopting Bitcoin. I, I have not seen one country out there adopt Dogecoin as, as a legal tender, okay? So until that happens, you'll hear me speak of it like that. Um, the best known cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, had a good year, right? Well, we could say it had a uh, tenuous year. I was surprised it's held on this long around the sixteen dollars to $17,000 range. What's going to happen is, is that's probably going to hang out there for a while. My guess is that Bitcoin isn't going to start going up again significantly until institutions grab hold of it. And the more countries that make it legal tender and the more regulation that's actually put out, if it's put out that uh, Bitcoin will be re regulated by the CTFC or CFTC, I always get these backwards fast and you've written me for it. Uh, if it's uh, regulated by them versus the SEC and there's solid regulation for how that's used, I could see institutions starting to get into it very heavily. So I do think that, that the Bitcoin side of things is completely separate and that will be completely different than regular crypto. Oh, so um, wait, wait. So we're, when we do our year re review next year, we're yes. going to... We should have clips from here with Titan's predictions. That's a good idea. I'm okay with that. I got to have prizes, though, if I win. Uh, no. Well, we'll give out prizes. <laughs> then. And then what if you lose? Do you have to sit out a couple shows? I'll, 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 have to, I'll have to give out prizes of some sort then if I lose. Um, so the... The crypto crash, and we'll uh, we'll post this link that uh, that we're showing here. We'll post it in the show notes on YouTube, and we could probably get that distributed on the rest of them as well. Um, 
<clears throat> that that climb to sixty nine thousand that they mentioned in here, it's a fantastic um, explanation on that. You're going the wrong way there, whoever's scrolling. <laughs> Scroll the other way. <laughs> oh, so um, wait, you were taking somebody else's crypto predict predictions, and and Hawking no, is yours. No, 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 I'm not. I I do think that this is what's going to happen, which is why I bumped into it. I said, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, this is what exactly I don't what agree. I okay. No, no, wait. So what I don't agree with is prediction number three. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a spot Bitcoin ETF anytime soon. Really? I I don't. Okay, so screen size. Leave the screen size alone. It's fine. So you Gensler can hit plus to make it bigger if you want. Gensler has been against those, and since he's still running the show. I don't see anything coming out anytime soon there because there's other forces at play here, right? The other ETFs, which are on the stock market side, will suffer tremendously. And there's a lot of corporate pressure being put on the SEC to leave Bitcoin out of it. Because if Bitcoin becomes its own ETF, there's going to be billions, if not trillions of dollars flowing into those ETFs that will come from the regular stock market ETFs that are out there now. So I don't think we're going to see a, a spot Bitcoin ETF in America, at least, uh, in 2023. Decentralized finance. This is big, right? I think, and, and I don't know any specifically because I have not researched it very deeply at all. I've seen blurbs here and there. I think you are going to see one or two DeFi companies, legitimate DeFi companies, perhaps with some executives from former banks and some of the other uh, high, high, uh, highly regarded um, companies, financial companies that are going to kind of pull themselves together and create a DeFi platform for two reasons. Number one, they can control it. Right. So if if the if these these banking executives get together and create a DeFi platform, they will be able to ensure that the other banks can profit off of and be relevant within that DeFi system. Number two, I think it will smile favorably upon regulators if those people do it because they're already regulating the banks. So I do think we're going to see at least mutterings, if not maybe a uh, initial kind of beginning platform to a a fully uh, a fully accredited DeFi platform this year. I I don't think like the the Solanas, the Polkadots, and the Cardanos are going to be a big player in that. I think they'll probably go with like a JPM coin as a settlement option. They're definitely, I think, going to use a banking coin. And finally, down to the bottom, please, ma'am. The last couple, uh, regulators have their eyes on cryptocurrency. Faz, you talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. Absolutely. I think they're under so much pressure with FTX, BlockFi, and so many others that they are absolutely going to start addressing this head-on and with a lot more clarity in 2023. Uh, Bitcoin will either outperform or underperform the S&P 500. I think it's going to depend on that regulation. 
Personally, if the regulation comes out favorably, I think it outperforms the S&P 500. If the regulation is sketchy at best, until institutions get in, I don't think they're they're going to outperform much of anything. It'll outperform itself potentially, meaning getting above 16.6 as an average. Uh, Ether will outperform Bitcoin again. I, I do not think this at all. I think Ethereum's a shitcoin. And I think their move to uh, proof of stake is going to cost them big time in the long run. Um, they've become more centralized, in my opinion, because of their move. We did a show on that as well. Um, and I explain why. So go back and listen to that. I'm not going to go into it tonight. Um, but I, I do think Ethereum will be relevant because I do think that the Solanas, the Cardanos, I do think they're going to they're going to underperformed tremendously. I think the these these alt chains, as, as you might refer to them, are not going to regain the traction that they had this year. Uh, too many people have gotten themselves in trouble with those, and I they have not provided enough of a use case to make them more valuable than Ethereum. So I think Ethereum will be held up by the fact that these other chains are not going to be doing so good. Uh, meme coins will disappear, absolutely. Uh, as I quoted on two other shows recently from our buddy Forged in Crypto, the companies who are scams are pretty much gone by now. They've run out of funding. These meme coins and, as I call them, lottery tickets where you throw $200 at it and if you lose it, oh well. If you win, you, you get $20 million. I think people have learned their lesson with that, especially with Luna and the the SHIB and, and all these other tokens that promise the world and never perform. I think people are finally going to be uh, on the right track with those, and most of those will go away. USD coin will hurdle Tether as the biggest stable coin. Uh, I think this is is a before or after they get controlled by the u.s government well okay so that was part two of what i was going to talk about i'm trying to figure out how to articulate what i want to say here so the this is obviously very united states focused right this article so worldwide tether is huge all right it's way bigger in the rest of the world than it is in the united states and usd coin is way bigger in the united states than it is in the world I think I think that as as we move forward there will be a concerted push to get to USD coin because of as Faz mentioned they are able to control that coin a lot better um, they can freeze not only individual coins but they can also freeze addresses which is a huge plus to regulators and those evil people in the government who want to cause pain to people for whatever reason. So I do believe it's it's a little bit easier to do on the USD coin side, USDC coin side, than it is on Tether. Tether has come under scrutiny for their reserves lately. So I think they're being held back a little bit by that until they can get uh, those those issues resolved, I think that they are going to have their growth limited going forward. Um, that's as far as as I got. I am not 
uh, a big uh, a big proponent of like TA. I don't. I think TA is complete bullshit in crypto. I think it it helps with the stock market, but crypto's too new. I don't think you can gain anything out of TA. So volatility and TA stuff for Bitcoin, I don't touch that because I don't believe in it. Yeah, TA is TA is kind of amusing uh, because let's pop us back up here. Uh, TA is kind of amusing because people always seem to be able to justify their calls after the fact and not beforehand. They just look at look at it and they're like, okay, it looks like we got a, a line trending up unless it goes down. And if it goes down, it's going to go down here. <laughs> and so, what's this? Somebody just popped something up. Was that you? You're, you're Sorry, muted. I was on mute. Yeah, I popped that one up because uh, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, that's some pretty big news. That's a great prediction for 23. I think that's definitely possible. Absolutely. Do you have I any other predictions? My... Me? I just lost for my 2023. You, you interrupted me with that one. What was I Good. We're about? even. You interrupted me in the beginning, and I lost my train of You've thought. Been doing we're even now. Talking here, buddy. <laughs> Continue. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so I, I, those are those are the, that article we posted. A lot of those are in line with with what I feel is going to happen. So that's why I thought it was a good article to share. Really, um, I I think about it <laughs> in a more generic sense. Um, I'm I'm really worried that the government is going to take the the government as crypto goes up. They're they're going to be trying to get as much money from it as possible. As it goes up, they're, they're going to be painting it as the bad guy the entire time. Um, and every time, and they're going to start publishing these big busts. It's like, okay, XRP might go, go through the roof or not XRP. Maybe, maybe uh, a coin goes through the roof and then they start like, they, then they announce something against that coin. And so of course that'll tamp that coin down. And then another coin will start to go up. And then they'll announce something against that coin. I think that's. I think they'll be playing whack-a-mole. If uh, they're, they're going to be hitting a lot of the more famous coins, um, and it's it's going to be kind of hard to invest. You're gonna you're gonna have to get lucky. Hopefully, you pick something that's being ignored for a while. But how is it going to be ignored? Uh, it may be ignored because it, it it gains value slowly. That's that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see all the coins gain value slowly. Well. That that regulation and that that adoption will will be paramount to making what's relevant relevant and what's irrelevant go away. I I do think that we we did a show on this a few months back, and we proposed you know we had a great discussion around you know hey what if there are different levels of regulation depending on what kind of of token you have, right? So if you're like a legitimate DEX with uh, good regulation and and good sound bookkeeping and stuff, you're regulated by the CTFC. If you're, you know, out CFTC. there speculating, CFTC. Uh, if, you're, if you're like a gaming company who's selling dreams and emotions and uh, playability, you're regulated by the SEC. If you're a meme coin or a shit coin, you know, you have an extra layer where you're accountable to both. And I think that would be um, 
a way in which they could approach it. I'm not a fan of regulation at all, but if we have to have regulation, I, I do think there has to be definitive oversight and there has to be definitive and clear instructions on what regulatory body would regulate it and how it would be regulated. So, okay, to, to find out what regulatory body is going to regulate it, don't they have to announce what it is? I mean, the SEC likes to say how clear it is, but then they can't tell you which coins are securities. And the only way they you can. find it. And they did. By, by, by lawsuits? No, they've already said right now that pretty much Gensler, we, we did a show on it. Gensler said BTC is not a security and pretty much everybody else is. No, it, what, what he actually said is when he was actor, asked directly about BTC, he, he said that's probably not a security. And then when asked about the other, co co other coins, he says a lot of them are or most of them are. So the, 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 the point that I'm getting at is right now there's, what, 6,000, 7,000 coins out there. So most of them, we all know, are bullshit coins. I'm, I'm thinking of the top 20. Uh, if you look at the top 20 coins, um, you could get away easily get away with saying, well, the top 100 are not securities, but the, the, bo the bottom 5,900 are securities. That would be most, well, that's right? No, that's not true either because each of those coins, just because they're in the top 20 or top 100, you have to look and see, did they, did they pre-mint? Did they do a pre-sale? Did they do an ICO? Uh, how are they selling their stuff, right? Are they selling it based on future value or use today? There's a lot of things that go into determining whether something's a security, not just market cap. Well, I, I wasn't making that point, but sure, that's 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 a good point that you have there. I was I was giving an example. Uh, you oh, could okay. have you could have the top 100 as as being non-securities. I mean, you yeah, you could have a hundred coins in the entire list of 6,000 coins out there as not being securities. I, I kind of think that if you have that, some of the top coins have a bigger chance of, of defending themselves because they, they, they have a rich community. The community is going to stick up for it. The Solana community isn't, uh, isn't that, isn't Solana owned by a lot of rich people? Um, I, I don't, know the owners of Solana, so to speak. Well, um, it, so I, I think I, I don't have a lot of so if experience. You have a coin, yeah. If you have a coin that the feds are going after after that a lot of rich people own, they can start funneling money to the right places to, to start defending it in court and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Good so point. Ripple Ripple is is kind of an example right there. They seem to have as much money as they need to defend their coin. Um, and I bet they have friends. They 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 do work around the world, so they're they're making money and they're able to, to spend it on defending themselves. I think the SEC is going to try over and over again. Uh, I think after a while that uh, okay maybe maybe this can be a prediction, but I don't know for what year. After a while, there might be a consortium of companies or some some sort of body that will defend some coins against uh, the, the the SEC or something. The, the SEC really, what they call a security, in my opinion, is anything that they could point to a human being at. Uh, you can't point to a human being with Bitcoin because we don't know where Satoshi is. And he was very smart about that. Uh, with Ethereum, yeah, there's human beings that you could point to. So they could eventually go after those. They may or may not. And there's backroom deals going right now. So whatever the case, that's that's my two cents there.
Now, you apparently have some bomb that you've been holding back this entire time, truth bombs, or have no, you been telling no. these truth bombs? No, so, yeah, I, I've already got it in the, uh, while you were talking there, I typed it in for the uh, chapters here. Uh, wrap up of 2022 and 2023 and, and moving on to some truth bombs about gala that you and I can argue about. Already already predicted it. We're, after, yes. we're already at an hour. You've been holding out the whole year uh, or producer disappeared. Well, we, we had we had a we had a very, very tumultuous 2022. So it I, I think we could probably I could I could yip for two or three hours on you know, 2022, but, uh, these poor people listening, don't want to listen to me drone on that long. So I did try and keep it as succinct as, as, uh, the Titan method can do with the way I run my, yip. um, so let's get into why most people are here. Uh, the clickbaity title of gala truth bombs. Okay. So I'm going to start with a big one. And I can't wait to, to hear your response to this. <laughs> I Gala had an interesting year, right? So 2022 versus 2021, I think they took a step backward. Talking about Gala Games. Gala, Gala Games. Coin. Well, and, did Gala Games take a step backward or did the coin? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so I think they took a a fairly decent sized step back. Um, they seem to be garnering momentum moving from 21 into 22. And in 2022, they don't seem very much further along than they were in well, remember, 2021. Remember, now, this isn't again, even the bomb yet, by the way. Well, I'm just well, I, setting it I up. I want to qualify this. Just remember, they're, they're, they're not gaining momentum because Every other company is losing money in investments right now. They probably had to turn around and slow the fuck down because everything else went down. So go ahead. They, continue. They, they don't need to slow down. They've got their money from the sales of all their NFTs. This is, this is, this is specious. They, you have no idea what the, how much they have no, or how listen. much they're holding on to. Go ahead. <laughs> so they made a lot of money. We know that, right? Because we're the ones who gave it to them. <laughs> so... So that sh the, the rest of that shouldn't affect anything they're doing, right? They don't have, um, what do you call those? Like angel investors or uh, VC investors venture, to be venture, accountable venture capital, to, yes. right? They, got, they, they, they had enough money to start Gala Films. They had enough money to start Gala Music, fully staff them, Grab artists, sign contracts, sign gaming partners for the gaming side. And they had all that money for that. Uh, so they're doing okay. And, and Bitbender says they're doing fine. So they should be focused on them. Who cares about the rest of the economy? They should be focused on them. Here's, here's my truth bomb. Gala existed for about two years before you and I got into it, right? We've been here a year and a half, almost two years. Yes, but there's a difference in what that existing means. So apparently they started out in 2019, mm -hmm. and then in late 2020, they started putting out their first NFTs, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Go ahead. So here's, here's truth bomb number one. And they had like six employees for the whole first two years, by the way. 
that was their choice. Uh, that was reality, economic reality. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I I think I think 2023 is the year of reckoning for Gala Games. I think they are a mid to low tier gaming company at this point based on the results that we've seen so far. And I feel that by the end of this year, if significant improvements haven't been made, that Benefactor and Bitbender should perhaps transition to another part of the company. Meaning, like... Why would their marketing director have to transition to another part of the company? There's no marketing director. There's president of blockchain and CEO. Under their leadership... It's just not getting done yet. Okay. That's my opinion. I, I think that's, they should that, be well, a lot you, further along. So that's what you think right now. Okay. Right now. Right. And 2023, I think, is their defining year. So what they accomplished this year should define for them whether they should still be making the decisions for Gala Games. Because that will have been two years of active leadership along with two years of passive leadership. And if they can't start getting drops right, they still have not managed to get one drop to go off without a hitch. They've put out a couple of play tests. They've put out a halfway sort of game in when Town can I start Star you a new in, spe- in about 30 seconds. Okay. And, and spider tanks, but that obviously isn't close to finished yet they've made decisions on you know the honor system which i'll get into later with another truth bomb their their experiments are not working okay so i think that if by the end of next year they're not in a much better position i think they should move benefactor out to be a relationship expert consultant whatever you want to call it and I think uh, the ultimate, the guy who, who receives all of the uh, the flack from everybody, Bitbender, that front-facing guy who's right out in front of everything, if he can't motivate that gala team to get done what needs to get done as well, I think maybe taking him, putting him behind the scenes to do something different would be in gala's best interest. Okay. So let me comment on this. Um let me make my picture bigger. Okay. Uh, Gala Games, to me, seems to be a crypto game publisher. They also happen to have a development studio of their own. Uh, their their job right now is to sell NFTs. Stop blowing smoke at me. Can I put you on the other side of the screen? No. <laughs> okay. Their job is to sell NFTs. And where, where was I getting at that? And they have a lot of games that will be using these NFTs. I predict in 2023 that they will be making a slow, steady progression through the year, putting out new games as they get them done. It could be one game or two games more than what they have right now, or it could be five or ten. Who knows? But they're, they're going to make a steady progression with the games. And the games that they have are going to have a steady progression of features. I think Miranda's probably still won't be out, but you'll be seeing some play tests every quarter, which is what they've what they've said. <clears throat> and I think they're going to be incrementally moving their company forward. 
So they went up from like six to eight employees in, in 19, in 2019 to like what, around 400. I don't know where they're sitting at right now. I think they, they had some layoffs recently due to the economy. And so I think they're, they maybe, maybe they're down to 350. They have a lot of people and they have a lot of projects going on. And you're going to see some of those projects coming out in whatever state that they decide to put them in. And they will be playable to some, some of them will be playable to some degree. Uh, that's a good model. They, they, they have a, a number of different areas that they're wanting to hit and they'll be able to make NFTs for each one of them. The, the only place that that can go wrong, in my opinion, the, or the only place that I think that it would go wrong is not by their own stupidity, as you would have, but rather government regulation. If government starts giving them a hard time uh, directly, Galacoin would tank. Um, and then who knows how long it'll, who knows how long it will be before things recover. But uh, it depends on how severely the government might go after them. Maybe the government might just go after the industry and say something like, if you have a gaming token, then you're a security. But since they have not been very clear about what securities are, um, they might just go after a gaming token in particular, in which case Gala Games is one of the bigger ones. I mean, there is Decentraland and Sandbox, but there's some debate about how many daily active users they have. So if uh, if if they chose Gala, that would be bad for the coin. If they chose another one like Decentraland or whatever, that would be bad for the coin because uh, those three coins, Decentraland, Sandbox and Gala Games, they seem to, to uh, move in lockstep with each other. Um, so if one coin takes a hit, the others will. Why? Because that maybe that's what's seen as the sector. So that's, did, that's, that's my prediction. Did you see, did you read the Masari report no. that was posted by Porkchop? No. So if you go and dig into that, uh, where they talk about the crypto gaming, and then there's some links that you can follow and Gala appears on a chart. And notes, bit, notes in the private chat for you too. Yeah, Bitbender, Bitbender had made that comment when he was on with us and said, you know, hey, we're moving lockstep with them. But if you look at the actual chart, okay, Sandbox had had a, a market cap like this and it went down and it stayed the same, okay? The other ones did the same. Galas shrunk as it followed the same part. So there is a dis definitive difference. Even though it followed the same track, it lost a ton of market cap. And I, I, I don't want to speculate on to why. I didn't research it, so I don't want to talk about it. But as you said, getting into truth bomb number two, while I respond to that. And oh, and by the way, it's important to know, I never said they were stupid. Okay. I, I was I, I was assuming I was assuming I I have thing. said I have said they have a frat house mentality. Well, you were the, you were making a point that they were their own worst enemies and that they were making things wrong. They are. Which well, there's a good place to wait. There's a good place to dovetail what uh, Virtual here is saying in chat, where he says, "You guys haven't discussed Gala's biggest existential threat, potentially fatal misdirection, their economic designs." Spider Tanks is in a death spiral where other games will follow with no shift. Um, I'm not aware of Spider Tanks being in a death spiral uh, because they told you before the coin even came out that that you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed with what happens with the coin. It's it's gonna be worth a lot and then it'll probably start tanking. 
Um, so, you know, I would think that it would that it's actually planned to do that. However, you have a point that any of these games, they're going to be interesting at first, and a lot of people are going to get into them and use them while they're while they're popping out a lot of coins, and then they're going to start dropping adoption. So it's it's really got to be up to their marketing department to keep spider tanks going. To be fair, uh, Gala Games was was really going gangbusters with South Korea and spider tanks and having televised tournaments until South Korea started making crypto games illegal, and and I I believe it's it's Gala Games kind of lost a lot of momentum with spider tanks there because spider tanks was was like they they'd had like shows TV shows of people playing that game. Right. Um, so to kind of dovetail into bomb number two um, is kind of what you said. They reduced their staff from uh, somewhere over 400 to, we're guessing, of course, because we haven't seen a number lately, right around 350 people. Whether by their own choice or whether they were sacked, um, Gala has reduced their their employee base right and these just aren't you know um interns there's there's a lot of um higher level people that have either walked out or uh gotten canned and that is a little bit concerning right so you've argued up down sideways and backwards that this is perfectly normal for startups and blah 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 Okay, so regardless of whether that's common or normal, you you would expect that if people are leaving or getting canned, that there's someone that's going to be better that's going to step into that role, no, and do things better. No, you don't. You don't take a downgrade. You no, don't. No. You don't. Okay, no, that's my, not my the observation. Way it works. My observation here is: I've been a software developer for a long time. And what happens, frankly, is when the company has money, they hire more people, they make more promises. When the company doesn't have money or is, or is, or is losing income streams, then they start cutting, cutting away slack and, and uh, hedging on their bets or, or changing what they, say, what they say about their promises or scheduling things outward and stuff like that. This is a common everyday thing that happens with a lot of companies, a lot of software companies. And uh, if you don't take that into account, then you're just being bitchy no that's not true so they when when people when people make a change like that you don't if you're sitting in a leadership position and whether you fire somebody or they walk out and say i'm done with this stuff you don't go out and say hey let's go get the cheapest crappiest employee that we can find to fill their shoes right you go out and you get someone better than the person that you either canned or that walked out so that you can continue on and hopefully do it in a better way. And we've seen a lot of people that have gone out and not a lot of people coming in that have made a difference because as we talked or as I, I talked about, I think they took a step backwards. Now, am I saying that's because of the employees that left? No. I think there's a lot of factors that play into that. I think that is a factor in why they took a step back. Yes. Okay. Um, moving on to truth bomb number 
three. And are I got flagging these things. Are you writing down timestamps for? for yes, I am. That's why I said, hang on a minute. Um, so I don't get behind. <coughs> um, so number three is the sales model, right? And I, I literally saw this today in, in a comment that, uh, Bitbender had made in our Gallus Stuff, I think it was Gallus Stuff channel, and said, you know, hey, we're, we're not selling things that don't have utility right away. But they are. And someone kind of called him out on that and said, oh, so horses have utility now? And LE nodes are functioning now? Well, no, I said most. Okay, well, there are some that do have utility today. Some of the Townstar, most of the Townstar stuff, I think that they're selling has utility right away. But a lot of these other sales are not. And and I'm a big proponent. I think this whole pre-sale stuff has got to stop. Instead of being a publisher that's going to raise a shit ton of money upfront by selling NFTs for a game that they're going to start developing or pay a studio to continue developing and we have to wait two, three, four years for this game. I don't think that's a survivable model. And I'm talking about for the for the industry, not for the game, right? Because they can make enough money on those pre-sales to keep funding the game for three or four years. But then you don't know what you're going to get either. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you I, stopping I like, me? Because I like how you threw that out. Because they make so much money on the pre-sales that they can fund the game for a couple of years. No, I would doubt that. Um, that's not how the way software development works. Yes, it would be nice if they... It if is. They, uh, it would be nice. Robotron we, said so in that interview. Did you not watch it? That That's nice. I'm, I'm talking about software companies in, in general. We're uh, talking boy, about Gala here, not software companies. Boy, that would be nice. If each each presale for for a game could cover several years of development, um, I'm not aware of a presale for the championship, the champions arena, for example. So where's that development being funded from? I mean, there's uh, other ones like the uh, uh, fortress something fortified. They had a little tiny ass presale. They didn't sell much at all. They sold, sold these little towers, and that's it. So where, is that funding everything? No. So I. I think that Robotron might have been talking about a specific game, mm -hmm. uh, maybe maybe Townstar, maybe Mirandus, but I, I don't think he's talking about Spider Tanks. Oh. I think it was okay. Spider Tanks, yeah, they made a shitload of money. They're fine. Yeah, they made they made five times their budget. And, and for EOE it. did too. Uh, I thought that was EOE that told us that. Might have, when we had maybe, the interview. No, but I know. But I think Robotron. I think, and and if someone is listening that that can settle settle that that would be great but I, i'm pretty sure it was spider tanks but they got 5x just from the pre-sale this wasn't tank sales later or anything else right this pre-sales model i think has got to stop you you develop a game you make it fun you get it up you get it running you get people playing it and then you sell stuff like nfts and skins and all the other stuff and that back funds the game right that way people can use what they buy immediately the second part of this the sales model that they have where they're not giving you details up front and 
exactly what it's going to do and how it's going to function and, and what the player can expect from it, that's got to stop. This will tell you later, people aren't buying it anymore. They're done with it. Wallets are closed for business. Okay, They have to start telling people what they're getting, and then they have to stick to it. And if that means, well, they say, oh, well, we can't do that because the game's not developed yet. Okay, here we go with the chicken and the egg. Then don't be surprised when nobody buys your stuff because people want to know what they're spending $3,000 on. They don't want, oh, well, it's going to be great. You'll love it. No, I won't because I want to know what I'm buying for $3,000. So, okay, what, what I hear you demanding is a very specific model and way to develop games. And it sounds very smart. And it sounds very uh, uh, robust. That is, if you, um, I, I, I don't know, if, if you, you can afford to take your time. Um, my understanding, with, with a lot of software development out there, is people frequently rob Peter to pay Paul. They're, they're, they, they get game one going to pay for game two, and, and they, they, start, they start hedging bets, and they're like, well, then, then game one will, then this one will start making money, and then the other ones will get paid off, and so on. Um, and then if, if things, things go south, they start moving money around. It really, keeping the lights on at a company is, is kind of, at a software development company is kind of a big deal. So they're, they're going to try all sorts of shenanigans to, to make money there. Yes, it would be nice if everybody did things that way. I mean, it would be nice if you didn't use a credit card. Uh, now, I won't ask you because I think you're against the concept of credit cards, but a lot of people use credit cards because they need to pay back the money later. They'll do it. They'll, they'll charge something now and then pay it off later. Companies do the same thing, just not with credit cards. They, they screw around with money. So, yeah, wouldn't that be nice if they did that? But I would challenge you to find a game company <laughs> that does not do that. So this brings up a good point, right? You do need to fund the production of the game. You can't wait to sell NFTs. You do need to start with some sales, right? So here's the thing. Two things can happen. Number one, they have collected a ton of money from people in current pre-sales. So now would be a good time to make that transition, right? They have money that they're fine. Bitbender said they got plenty of runway. They can fund those those games themselves and that would help push them to get these games out a little bit quicker too when they have the money up front they can wait 10 years to develop anything doesn't matter they've already got their money if in the other hand they don't make enough money until they put the game out that helps them stick to a timeline all right the the part of this where they can raise some money up front is to do a kickstarter type model or sell land and nothing else up front. Or what you do, I even suggested uh, using a different type of model where you say to people, okay, we want to develop a game like Mirandus, right? And here's what it's going to be like, and here's the concept art. They're pitching us just like VCs, right? Here's what we want it to look like. Here's what we want it to do. You can, we're asking you to kick in $1,000, and you're going to get a special Mirandus token for that, and you hold on to that token. And when the game gets produced and the game goes out, you can take that, that token and use it in the game, okay? 
for to get a free skin or a free whatever. Come up with something. That token is worth something. Or if the game doesn't develop out and they decide to scrap the game, they give you your $1,000 back and then they pitch you another game. That's the way the world works from the VC side. It should work the same with the players if the players are expected to fund that game. Oh, was it my turn? If you want to respond, otherwise I'll move on to the no, next move on. bullet point. No, move on. Okay. I, I didn't have any, uh, any retort. <laughs> I hear a train coming. I know. It's, I'm, I'm like a mile from there, and you can still hear that. That's amazing. Um, all right, so we're at 132. Okay. Next is the whole concept of the Thune list. Okay. The, the Gala Games Thune list. Gala Games Thune list. Uh, I think a big part of the community's uh, butthurt and loss of explain, trust in Gala. Explain what that is first. When, when, explain so Gala, what is. Okay, I'll explain the Gala Games Thune list. So oh, Gala oh, Games oh, oh, has oh, made oh, promises okay. over over the years saying, hey, look, this new game is coming out. And hey, look, this thing's coming out. And people will be like, wow, does the game do this? Does the game do that? Oh, yeah, game does this. And then, you know, they'll they'll answer questions a lot of times. They, they, they get themselves into trouble because they answer questions or they'll announce it. We're going to do this thing. And then it never happens. Well, um, don't gloss over it. They've they've committed to utility for tokens that they've sold. OK, as well. well, let's not go into the items. But uh, all I'm saying is they they've they've committed to various things. They said that we're going to do this. And so somebody, I believe that was old man Smithers made a list called the Thune list. Cause people would ask when these things would be done and they'd say Thune. And so he made a Thune list of all the things that Gala games has promised over the years. And that's being kept on an Excel spreadsheet somewhere, I think. And it's getting rather large. Continue. <laughs> you, that's, I've set you up. Yes. And any company that does that, is going to find problems down the road, either sooner or later. And Gala has managed to dig themselves a pretty big hole with how many items are on that Thune list. Of we're the adding that keep them. Track. Of the people that keep track. We're adding items to that list far more than we're pulling items off that list. And we occasionally we'll ask for updates on that. And nine out of 10 times, the answer is, let me look into it and get back to you. And then they never get back to us. We should have a Thune list feature every time Bitbender is on the show. How's that? Well, that or... They're going over it one by one. Or, or we should, on every show, pull an item off the Thune list and challenge them to get it completed or at least give us a timeline on when. Ready? Right? Go! <laughs> yeah, um, that that is a mark, in my opinion, a mark of death for a company who develops a Thune list as extensive as Gala Games has developed. So I think if they don't want to keep those promises anymore, they should just say so and have the balls to just stand up and say, you know what, we made the promise, we're not going to be able to keep it, take it off the list. Okay, what does that mean? Because so... When you say they're not going to be able to keep it, first of all, I don't think that they're all of a sudden going to say that they're not going to do something that they promised. I think I'm that they're always if. going to say they're always going to say it will come later. And, and remember, a lot of software software project promises can get repurposed. Say, I don't know, they're going to build a garage for your car. 
the garage might not look how you th think about it. It might be a tarp. That's technically a garage. So they, they, they can easily knock off some of those things in ways that people won't like. I'm on mute. Yeah, that's very true. But that's why I'm saying either fit, fit, uh, complete the promise or have the guts to stand up and say, we're not going to be able to do that after all. One of the two. But just letting this ride and making a joke of it and thinking it's funny, that time is over now. People want results one way or another. So I think they need to step up to the plate, whether they use their cake team. I don't even know if that thing even exists anymore. Or whatever the case up, they may be. They had spun up a customer service team called Cake, spelled C-A-C-E, that was supposed to address, what, problems, complaints, whatever, and Thune list stuff. I don't even remember. And then they discontinued the team as quickly as they started. It was like, a, what, just a month or something, and then it was gone? It's yeah, like, well, that's what I mean. I, so the I Cake team alone is on the Thune list, and it was supposed to <laughs> knock out the Thune list. <laughs> so yes, we, we need some answers. That we need a show to to pin Gala to the wall in these things, asking what's the deal. Very true. That's my opinion, at least. Okay. Um, moving on. And yep, moving on. You're getting you're getting antsy, aren't you? Well, we've only been broadcasting for an hour and thirty seven minutes. I know some people like to watch streams for like six hours. Like. I know. So next on this list is the Node Economics. And we did a show on this. All right. They, they're they just churning out nodes as, as money makers for them at this point, right? So Founders Nodes have been around for almost two years now. They're still at this point, and, and there's arguments on this, okay? So... Uh, the consensus generally is, and, and someone was kind enough to post code about it too, uh, which kind of verified it. They're not doing anything. These nodes still aren't doing anything after almost two years except pinging the server to say, hi, I'm here. And they're basically just token printing machines at this point. Uh, the, the, there was all kinds of drama with opening up different individual game nodes are you going There's, somewhere with this yes you're, you're, you're dropping a there, bomb here yes there there is a uh i i don't want to use the word promise there there is a a statement that was made that with these v3 nodes that are coming out i think it's january 18th that they're actually going to be doing something other than checking in I think this is going to be the year of the test for them as well. If they can't provide... And the test will probably go badly at first. Things will start working. The game, you know, Townstar will break. It'll, it'll, it'll start being used by the nodes, and then it'll bust. And then it'll break, and then it'll go get, get going again, and, and then it'll bust again, and then people will be losing their fucking minds. Titan here will be freaking out. We'll be having Faz Radio cast about how Townstar is unreliable, because it will be. That's another prediction of mine, by the way. So, so you're very bearish on Gala's ability to make nodes work, guys. And not bearish, just realistic. Um, I think <laughs> I think they're going to have some some problems because it's it's they, they've got to scale up. If they start getting a lot of adoption really quick, 
like if this method works and these nodes are running the way that they want them to um they're gonna have to deal with scaling problems i think scaling problems will happen fair enough um so with that the the portion that i believe needs to be called out is they need to make significant progress on these nodes the part that i think is pretty crappy as well is that the there was all all sorts of high drama about the halvening over the summer and there was supposed to be bonuses voted on and everything else they're not using the node ecosystem for votes the votes that took place they're not enforcing for founders nodes these what's going to happen is remember we were supposed to only be getting 80 tokens a day at this point they kept it at the at the roughly 160 that it is now so when it halves again this summer technically that should drop to like 40 tokens a day for everybody they're waiting for whatever reason and i'm not saying it's nefarious but they're waiting for whatever reason to turn nodes into nfts by the time these nodes turn into nfts they're going to be worthless they're going to be producing you know 18 cents a day so that makes it worthless to the community as far as an nft so there's no after this year there's probably going to be no incentive to make the nodes an nft from the player side from the gala side do something with them then you've created these nodes you've made promises that they're going to run the ecosystem make them run the ecosystem at least try as fast as if they break they break but have them doing something and another point i want to make is that until they do something significant i would hope that they're not going to keep raising up the requirements of these nodes because right now they've already raised the requirements on nodes once and we've seen that they're doing nothing except the same timestamps they were doing before those node requirements okay, I, were raised. I'm hearing some rambling here. Um, There's so no rambling. They're, 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 this, this, was always, this was always said that the requirements were going to be raised. In fact, the, the, the criticism before was that they were just pingers. Now they're, they're actually using IPFS um, and yeah, they're, they're, they're just pinging, but they're, they're set up to work the way that they want them to. Um, IPFS requires a certain hardware requirement. The previous version, which didn't have it, you could have ran that on, what, a Raspberry Pi. Uh, but you can't do it anymore because the IF, IPFS requirements. Uh, as these games start going, they're, they're, they're going to start nailing... They're, they're going to start narrowing down on, okay, if you're going to run Townstar, then you, you've got to have at least this machine. That's inevitable. And so the people right now who are running IPFS pingers are going to be upset because the, the the game now needs to run on on the CPU on their on their actual machine for somebody playing the game that has been telegraphed since the very beginning and the way that you tell the story is if that they're changing their tune they're not they They've have said this they've moved townstar to server side what are the nodes actually going to do they'd be the server what, side right they'd be the server they, no they wouldn't they'd be the server dude uh, are you sure what, what, about that? I'm not what do you mean, so am sure. Am I sure about that? What do you think that? What do you think that it means by changing something from browser side to server side? 
Come on. So I know what it means, but are they going if they're going to use the nodes as the All right, let's assume for the a moment would they be use the, the servers as Okay. So if they were to do that, that would mean that they would have to split all those workloads across all those nodes, right? That's the whole intention of how that works. The whole intention of how it works. So how are they going to do that when now they can't even keep the ping machine working? I, I'm, I'm hearing a, 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 an uninformed setup, which I think goes well beyond the, uh, the, the, the four corners of your little list of, of, of turd bombs. I'm, I'm hoping we can get to the rest of the tar, turd bombs soon because I'm starting to get hungry. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's my bond there. Make them do something significant or again, step away from them and try something new. Okay. Next is everybody's favorite topic is the honor system. How many more okay. you got by the way? Uh 17, just kidding. Uh there's the honor system, there's Jerry Chain, and then there's Players versus ROI Boys. Thank you. There's some people bitching about the honor system in chat. You can include their, their opinions. Yes. Well. Let's do it. Where's where's the chat? Let's, Let's see. see. Yes. Um, what's his name? Put a, Para, pull him up Para, while I ramble. Name. Pull him up while I ramble. But this honor system, I think, oh, wait, is a huge, huge, huge community killer. When there are new players that are coming in that start with an honor of one and they just come in, they spend five, six, seven hundred, a thousand dollars on tanks and gear to get in there. And you then have to build up your honor and you're almost, almost coerced into collecting little tiny rewards and then those rewards, they're encouraging you to spend all those rewards back to Gala to didn't, upgrade your tank. Didn't Forged and Crypto say that he cashed out 100 silk and it completely nuked his honor? Uh, yeah. So 100 he, silk. That's it. Now, now, wait. Now, it gets better because if you talk to him, he also said that he spent a fuck ton of silk tokens upgrading tanks. So he is not only spent probably a hundred silk he spent probably i'm guessing i don't know maybe he can clarify for us next thursday probably a hundred or more silk on upgrading tanks he takes another hundred out and his honor is ruined so he can't earn with all those tanks he just spent a hundred silk to upgrade so and that that's a good point why would you lose honor for upgrading a tank wouldn't that be not wouldn't that be the very definition of you do something in the system no no you don't you don't earn it from from upgrading it what i'm saying is is that the whole purpose of honor when they came out with honor one of the big things they said is you need to be contributing more to the system than you're pulling out yes i'm just saying if, aren't you contributing when you're upgrading your tank you are so if you've spent a hundred silk upgrading tanks if you take out a hundred your honor shouldn't be hit but that's assuming people buy into this honor bullshit. i don't buy into it there's so many others that don't buy into it new players are coming in they're having their expectations and their hype and their excitement for that game ruined by this honor system if they go in they ruined. upgrade a bunch of their tanks and then they want to pull something out 
they they can't do it without without hurting themselves and that's against a decentralized player focused player community type of environment that gala says they want to they want to uh build so my truth bomb is scrap the honor system or you're going to screw your community to the point where no one's going to want to come play games here okay and this was this is my favorite topic i get really hot about jerry chain okay so moving on to jerry chain because you're rushing me because you're hungry well the truth is far more important all right jerry chain you have a chain an l1 that they said they've built number one this jerry chain is supposed to be built by people who can't get a drop right so i have a lot of reservations to begin with they couldn't get the whitelist done right for the last two but they've built an l1 chain from pretty much scratch private and proprietary i i'm sorry i'm just not buying it right now second we've seen zero audits none i would hope that in the spirit of transparency all the audits because they're going to get more than one done usually uh, chains have three or four audits done all of them unredacted all the pages there on the jury chain right i think that that should be a big priority second people still don't have their keys people are putting tens of thousands of dollars if not aggregated into several million dollars with all players of assets onto this chain and they don't have keys they have a promise that gala will help them find something if they lose it that's not what what web 3 is permissionless and trustless is web 3. trusting gala and getting their permission to be able to use assets on their platform is not decentralized it's not web 3. so we come to our third major problem is there's no explorer benefactor made the announcement in one of the channels oh we've been using explorer for weeks but it's not ready for the public yet what does that mean the the ui is ass could be something very simple like that right it just doesn't look pretty so they don't want to release it i get that okay work on it but that was a month ago how long does it take to upgrade a, a ui quickly in order to get it out to the people there's also the nefarious side where people go, oh, well, they're, they're probably going to want to limit what people can see. So when this Explorer comes out, I would hope that no transactions are going to be censored, like gala wallets or employee wallets or things along those lines. Whales will have, you know, I don't want there to be any censorship on that Explorer at all. So with no audits, no keys, no Explorer, I have no trust. I will not be putting any assets onto that jury chain, whether it's tokens or NFTs or anything else, until those things happen. By, by the and way, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I um, lost my thought now because you interrupted yet again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You've only been talking for a fucking hour straight. Jesus Christ. 
People are going to bed because you're talking so goddamn long. And we still have there are problem. more people watching now with my truth bombs than when we were talking about regulations. So shut it! One, per, one more person. But okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, since this comment is still up, um, I was actually able to fire a question to Bitbender uh, about the honor system. And I talked about the very thing that me and you were complaining about. Um I said basically, if you pull out the silk, you lose honor, and then you upgrade the. Then if you upgrade the tanks, now you can't earn it back. And he says uh, something like, um, "If you take silk out and upgrade, you should not be impacted. If you are impacted, then something's fucked up," as he understands it. So that's. Mm -hmm. uh, I said I'd pass that on. Okay. Um, Good enough. So it's. It sounds like upgrading your tanks would be technically putting it back in. I would suggest that we test that somebody test this out. Forged in Crypto would be a perfect person to do that. Um, <coughs> and and the other thing I was uh, verifying was that, uh, that retired astronaut uh, would be still coming on uh, soon to talk about the nodes in general, so we can have a node cast. All right, and finally we have players versus ROI boys. We talked about this a little bit way earlier in this cast uh, when we compared, you know, the the marketing strategy. So they're marketing to crypto people. So of course there's ROI boys. That's all they've they've managed to market to so far. Not gamers. Cracking that key to getting actual players and gamers over here is going to be difficult, and especially when you have honor systems and jury chains with no accountability for audits or anything like that. They're, again, shooting themselves in the foot because they're trying to go fast instead of doing it right. All right? They, they've got to get Gala Films out super fast because we need to be the first ones doing it. We need to get Gala Music out super fast. Just stop it. Put games out to play, then sell players items, collect money, rinse, repeat and then later on five years down the road if everything's successful and the whole platform's working you want to add an l1 chain when you've proven that you could do security right you've proven that you can create a platform that players want to play on then do that right now and and these are these are shoot from the hip numbers estimates of uh, some pretty smart people because we don't have transparency on actual numbers. They won't tell us. But just based on uh, leaderboard statistics and that data is pulled straight from the games as well as what we see in the games as far as how long it takes to do matchmaking and how often you're running into the same players and with Townstar, how many people, are, there's only five servers. If you look in all five servers, you can see how many people are playing. Gala Games, in two years of operations with these games, has only managed to pull about 1,000 players per game, DAU. Where, where are you getting these numbers from, sir? I just explained that to you. Okay. Sorry, if I, was, you were, I was actually looking at something else, so that's, yeah, that's my see, fault. Yeah, see, that's your fault. Uh, so... After two years, I would expect that more than a thousand players would be playing these games on a regular basis. If they're not, it's because of one or two reasons. Either A, they're not making the kind of, if they're an ROI boy, they're not the kind of 
they're not making the kind of money they would expect to make for what they've paid out, so they're going to leave the platform. Number two, if they're an actual gamer, that tells me the games aren't fun. Because if they're gamers, they're going to bring their friends in and more players are going to adopt it. They're going to be promoting it on social media that this is a fun game to play. So neither of those two, whether you're a player or an ROI boy, it's not working out for either side. Gala needs to sit down over a couple of beers and they need to figure out what kind of gaming platform they want to be. If they want to be a traditional gaming platform, that's fine. Pull out of this Web3 stuff you talk about but don't deliver on and go to be a Web2 gaming company. Or if you're going to be a Web3 gaming company, you need to take and do demonstrated steps as to becoming trustless and permissionless. And you can go back through the truth bomb list to find out how to do that. They need to then also, on top of that, once they decide what what which way they want to go, they then need to take and figure out a marketing plan on how to get players in there. Because without players, nothing's going to work. Nothing. A thousand DAU is nothing. And if they continue that in 2023, see Truth Bomb 1, 2, and 3 to see what's going to happen with Gala Games. I don't think they survive. They're mid to low tier right now. Um, they can't... Uh, seem to get partnerships with more uh gaming companies at this point i think if you're feeding they on, i think you're feeding on yourself at this point i i think you're, you've come up with so many negative items that you can't see past it i think they'll be okay no i i then let's see it 2023 is the year of let's see it Let's see them do those see, things. See, this is this 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 argument style. There. This argument style is fallacious because you're basically saying, "I think it's full of shit. I think that they're gonna die, they're gonna they're gonna be doomed. I'm not gonna give you very many reasons. And if they don't, well, then let's see it happen." No, they're saying they can do it. So let's see them do it. They've I, been I think, talking about it. They're, they're talking. Be, talk, talk, they're talk, 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 talk. Don't make me mute you. I, I think they're going to be steadily <laughs> growing, and they will basically be doing what they're doing right now they'll have more things on the thune list they'll be delivering they have been delivering some things on the thune list it, it was said in chat here even so i yeah. think they'll have more things on the list and they'll have delivered some off of the list they'll have additional games and it's it's going to be you know a mix reality is a mix reality isn't an absolute they're not going to be either gone or or through the roof um or they're no. most likely not going to be gone or through the roof they're going to be somewhere in the middle in my opinion so what is what define you said you think they're going to grow define what that means i think they're going to i think well the way that that you have been defining it the very act of seeing that they have games i think they're going to have more games being offered and that the that the economies are going to start moving and i, I think you're going to be able to do more at gala games their website will, will be better things like that i i i think they need to show proof of of well not not physical I, I don't know how much Dow. I don't know how much money they have and daily and No, a, no, I'm not, I'm talking about daily active users. They're, they need they're a private to, company, they don't need to do that. They can they they can no, that's that's what I just said, not physical. And what I'm saying is it they can put out 500 games. I don't give a shit. If only 50 people are playing them, that's not successful, that's not growth just because they put games on the platform. I I, I don't know. What I want to see 
is 10,000 daily active users on the platform. I don't know. That would tell me they're growing. I don't know how many are on the, the platform right now. That's not something that they publish. But it's something we can estimate based on some of the software that third parties have put together. Uh, maybe. Uh, I, I'd have to see these estimates. I mean, that's that's a claim that's yet to be shown. Uh, I'd be happy to, to look at, at your, your method. But again, saying something and then starting to go to town on it and starting to build on it is kind of bullshit if the thing that you're saying at the foundation of your saying is kind of unknown to begin with. You're speculating. Great. Your speculation ends with they're going to be out of business. But I think in reality, they're going to be in business. I never said they're going out of business. Okay. Then then, then we are in agreement. <laughs> I think we're, we should wrap this one up. We're at two hours exactly now. Of course. You wanted to wrap it up a half hour ago. You pushed me through. I'm hungry. We warned people this would be a long one. End of year review and a gala uh, truth bomb list is not easy to get through. But we promised it, so I wanted to deliver it. There will be no Thune list at CFA. There, you're back. <laughs> I was just... <laughs> See how he does me dirty like that, boys and girls? All right. <laughs> okay, let's let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. What other comments do you have? We threw up a bunch today. Um, oh, my God. Our producer put 26. <laughs> oh, that was you. Our producer bailed after a while because you took so long. Hurry so up, Titan. Here, There's no hurry me, up. So let's put on me because we're tired of looking at Titan's blurry-ass face. <laughs> so my, my wrap-up comment is simply this. While while I just beat the snot out of Gala on these truth bombs, um, they they are what I believe in. I think they do need to to make the changes that I suggested if they want to be growing, if they want to be successful, if they want to be thought of as a force in this industry. I want to see proof. I want to see action. I don't want to see more talk and more thune list. All right. I, I think I think I'll let him have the last word there. So thank you again, people, for, for joining. This has been a very, very long one. Hopefully uh, Titan's been keeping up with the chapters. Uh, I, I kept up with them. I, I think uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to see you again next week then. Awesome. Thanks to our premium members. Thanks to all our listeners. We'll see you next Thursday. So let's see if I can get this right. Nope, the pulse. This this shows up in the background. I need this to show up in the foreground. There we go. And then I need to hit this button. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, Titan. We have our uh, pre-recorded outro to do. Uh, can you like say your thing so that people will know? Oh, absolutely. Hey, like, subscribe, and throw some comments below. That helps us, which in turn helps us provide you with much, much better content every week. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for supporting the channel. And thanks for sitting through our pre-recorded outro.